So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. All right, Rockstars, listen, I had a little issue last week. iTunes, Apple iTunes removed this podcast for three days. It was an absolute disaster. I had sleepless nights. I mean, it was crazy because I had put some extra words after real estate Rockstars. I put the word selling, sales, you know, trying to think that they would help with search engine optimization. I was actually given advice to do that. And they took it down without notice because they said I, they don't, they frown on that or they don't allow that. So now it's just real estate rock stars with Pat Hyben, which was fine and it's fixed. But what happened was the only people that were able to listen to Wednesdays and Fridays episodes either did it on Stitcher Radio right on their non-iphone on their smartphone right on their android whatever or on a computer or were subscribed so if you were a subscriber on itunes you were able to get the friday and wednesday's episode but if you weren't a subscriber you couldn't hear it now i don't plan on that happening again but my point is that the subscribers benefited and so if you have not hit the subscribe button Please, please subscribe to this podcast just in case any shenanigans happen like that again. You know, you're guaranteed to get every single episode. Thanks, guys. All right, Rockstar Nation, we got a great returning guest. Mr. Michael Lafito from the Chicagoland area is back, and we are going to talk about some good stuff regarding real estate, some true meat and potatoes. So hold on to your hats, and welcome back, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. Meat and potatoes being from Chicago, we like both here. <laughs> hey, buddy, why don't you tell everybody about yourself so they can get to know you better? Sure. So I've been a licensed agent for a little over 18 years, and I also run a, a luxury consulting business that helps agents and teams and brokerages basically either strengthen or launch their luxury divisions. Wow, that's fascinating. And and uh, so uh, so as not to turn people off, like like uh, you have a definition of luxury. What is that? Yeah. So for example, Pat, um, I recently did a training in a blue collar America, Crown Point, Indiana. And I had an agent who came up to me afterwards and asked, or basically said, Hey, I'm glad I came to your training. I was a little hesitant because, you know, when I heard you were talking about luxury, we don't have a lot of million dollar homes in this particular area. But, but I define luxury homes as three times whatever the average sale price. So in Crown Point, Indiana, the average sale price according to this agent was 167 so you know three times 167 doing the math real quick is around 510 ish so she said man we have a lot of 500 and 600,000 dollar homes we just don't have many eight nines or million dollar plus so we define luxury homes as three times whatever the average sale price is 
for any given market. Um, and then we define one step lower than that, we defined high-end homes as two times whatever the average sale price is. We're going to be able to talk today about the recommendations you have uh, on how someone could get, how someone could 3x their average sale price or at least 2x their average sale price. Yeah, so I talk about the 30% rule on how they can make 30% more over the next 12 months. So 30% is not 3x or 2x. And the reason I've stepped back from that a little bit, Pat, is because I've had many people that say, man, I'm selling $300,000 homes. If you said I can get to 9 or 1.2, although that's intriguing, that doesn't seem real believable to me. So we start with baby steps. So my goal for somebody over the next 12 months implementing the systems and so forth that we really make core competencies of our training is the 30% rule. So if you're selling on average 300000 as the average sale price of the first nine months of the year, if we can get you to three ninety, okay, that would be a 30% raise selling the same number of homes. If you're 400, if you can go to four to 520, five to 650, 100 to 130, that's a 30% raise. Yeah, absolutely. And then if you add, if you take 30% of 390, you know, that's going to put you at 520 or so yep. in, in 24 months. So, you know, that, I mean, that's a big, that's a big jump. So, a big jump. <laughs> all right. So let's talk a little bit about your business. So like how, how many houses did you sell in the last 12 months? You know, that's a good question. I, I focus more on the volume. So my volume in the last 12 months has been around 15 million in direct volume, but I've referred out about 25 million um, because I do about 75% of my time and energy is on the consulting side. So I refer a lot of business in-house and out, out of our company as well if there's an agent that doesn't really specialize in a particular area. So that's fascinating. So 75%, you know, you did 25 million and refer, you did 15 million, 15. referred out 25 million. Now, the 25 million that you referred out, and that's 25 million that settled, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and you got referral fees on all that, right? Yeah, referral fees are all negotiable, right? So sometimes it's a standard, I hate to say standard, but the 25%, but other referral fees, I'm getting 50 and sometimes 75% on depending on what my relationship is with that referral. Sometimes I'll be on behind the scenes. Other times it's literally, um, you know, I'm doing my due diligence, figuring out who the best agent is, and I take the standard 25% referral fee and I'm not involved. Yeah, so so in what instance would you take 75% on a referral fee? Yeah, so I've had people, um, you know, come to me and say, hey, I have this opportunity. Um, I want to be the listing agent. Um, you're not with our company, so you can't officially be the co-listing agent. In other words, in Illinois, uh, the co-listing agent has to be with the same company. But just like in California and some of these other big you know, markets, sometimes there's two or three different agents involved. And so if I'm involved and I'm holding the agent's hand and guiding them, you know, basically on strategizing on how to position the home most effectively, as well as what's the best course of action to market the property. That's more involvement. And so I'm going to be taking, you know, a much higher referral fee because I'm involved more. Wow. That's fascinating. And, and, and so how, how many of those do you think, uh, you know, of that $25 million worth of business that you successfully referred out and got paid on, how, how much of those were like in your market and how much of those were out of in another state to another agent? 
most of them um, are across the country. Um, for example, the co-founder of EXP, I helped them secure a six and a half million dollar uh, listing in Scottsdale. Now they haven't sold that one. There's an instance where it's, it's not pending, it hasn't sold yet, but he hired me. I coached him up. I helped him secure the listing, right? You can't sell it if you don't get the listing. So I coached him up. I helped him secure the listing. And Pat, you know, I'm working with him on event-based marketing and various things to get exposure on the property. They just had a freedom summit at the property where they had 90-plus agents by invite only come to the event for a full-day training. There were other national trainers and speakers there. And there's an example of how I haven't gotten paid on that one, but that's a perfect example. So but when it sells, you'll get you'll get a referral fee. I'll get a referral fee on that one. And yeah. and 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 that was a listing that you heard of first, and then you referred it to him. No, it goes both ways. So sometimes I'll get the opportunity to come my way, right, and I'll refer it out. Um, in that instance, he approached me, said, "Hey, I got this unique opportunity. Will you help me secure the listing?" And, and he approached you, and instead of just paying you an hourly fee, you said, Let, let's split it, or let's, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, it really depends on the situation. Yeah, so yeah. if I think it's sellable or not, you know, if I think it's sellable, I'll just, you know, do a referral fee. Um, if I think it's, you know, borderline sellable, I'll charge some kind of retainer up front and maybe less on the back end, Pat. Hmm. And and then because of your advice, he was able to secure said listing. Now, were you? Did you have any video conferences with the seller, or were you just kind of like a, a little mouse in his ear or checking yeah. advice? You know, no problem. I'm looking around. I don't see it, but but I sent him a copy of my book, meaning the agent to share with the seller. He gave him a copy of my book and and gave the seller my video book, which is basically a, a video brochure you open it up it's got a 10 inch monitor and i created a custom video message for the owner and he shared that with the seller um and and so that was something that he uh you know leveraged and used um per my direction to help the seller realize he wasn't just hiring brian and frank he was also getting me and i was going to be working with them um, behind the scenes uh, directly and indirectly to help you know secure a buyer for the property yeah, so so he went into the seller and was like, "Look, uh, you you know, because the thing with a lot of people that holds people back from luxury is, you know, they fear that they don't have the track record. So they go to a six million dollar listing like this one you're talking about, and and they're like, well, the highest thing I sold in the last twelve months is five twenty five. So how how in the hell am I going to get this listing? So it, essentially, that's where you came in, right? You say, look, you know, yeah. I sell these all day long and. Yeah, that's exactly right. I call those limiting beliefs or, or the what ifs. What ifs hold agents back? What if they ask me how many have I sold at this price point or how many I've sold in their neighborhood? You know, I don't drive a certain car. I'm not with a certain brand. I've only been licensed for X amount of years or, you know, I'm not wealthy myself. These are all reasons that agents a lot of times don't even explore and step out of their comfort zone to, to you know, to dive into luxury. I helped a, a KW agent by the name of Joan Blinn in Dallas. She had never been on a million dollar listing appointment in her career. She's a veteran agent. And within 60 days of going through my training, she went on a $5.1 million camp 
cancel an expired listing. Now she did hire me to help her and coach her, but my point is, she she was I was very proud of her because she told me I wouldn't have never gone on a million dollar listing before your training, and so that's part of breaking down those barriers. Pat, every agent has them. We all have them as human beings, whether they be limiting beliefs. And I, I'll I tell the Roger Bannister story. He just passed away a few months ago, but he was the first person to ever run the mile under four minutes. And within two years, there were 37 other runners that ran it with under four minutes. And it wasn't because Gatorade came out with this new energy drink or Nike came out with the shoe. It was the mental barriers. If Roger can do it, so can I. And we all need our first start. I just did a training today for a company in Chicago called At Properties. And an agent asked me, well, Mike, this is all great, but what if when we don't, we don't have social proof. I haven't sold a home. What do we do? Well, there, that's a very difficult question to answer, Pat, but I would tell your listeners, maybe leverage something that a, an agent in your office did. Maybe your office sells a lot of million dollar properties. Well, leverage that or leverage a team member or leverage a coach, you know, leverage something. Don't mislead and say you did something, but leverage uh, somebody else's success. And be honest with the seller, Mr. Seller, be honest with you, I haven't sold any million dollar homes. Our office has, but I'm hungry. And if you want to go with the traditional agent that has a lot of million dollar homes and you're just going to be another one of their listings, I'm not the right guy, but I haven't sold any. You're going to get me. You're not going to get my team or my staff or my assistant to my assistant. You call, you get me. I promise you, I'm going to take the same principles that I've sold three hundred and four hundred thousand dollar homes and apply them to your million dollar home and I'll work my fanny off and you're going to get me. Like you can take like an inexperienced agent and if you're passionate about it and you're transparent with the seller, you know, they'll, they'll, they, they know everybody has to start somewhere, but it does help if you have a powerful name behind your brand, a big franchise or large team member, or you're with the boutique, but maybe your boutique sell more properties, leverage that. Amazing read. For agents who want to blow their business up, Six Steps to Seven Figures was an amazing read. Pat breaks it down into simple, actionable steps that if taken will almost guarantee seven-figure success in the real estate sales business. Couldn't recommend this enough. Wow. Thank you for the awesome Amazon review, Garo215. Now, do you want to get your hands on this book for free and blow your business up? Here's the towel. Go to freesixstepsbook.com. That's free, S-I-X, stepsbook.com right now. Or simply text the word PAT to 444-999. That's text PAT to 444-999, and I'll send you a free book. Wow, that's fascinating. Okay, so let's let's pretend I'm an agent somewhere, Tupelo, Mississippi, or wherever, and I'm listening to this, and I'm going to say, well, let me let me learn something from this. Let me take some of Michael's advice, and let's say they call expireds or they prospect a certain neighborhood with high end listings, and and all of a sudden, bing, the bell rings, and and they get a listing appointment. Like, what advice? What advice would you have for a coaching client going into that appointment? I'm a big believer that you want to show up differently. You know, when everybody goes left, 
I go right. When everybody comes with their laptop, I'd come with my video book. So show up differently. Uh, there's strength in numbers, Pat. So, you know, I'm 44 years old. Maybe there's a 24-year-old new agent. You know, that newer agent, let's call it a female, bring a, a, a more experienced agent on your team or from your office, even if they're not on your team. You know, hey, Pat, would you go on this appointment with me? Or So I recommend female, bring a male. If you're a male, bring a female. You just don't know. Maybe one of you will resonate better. And even if they're fresh out of real estate school, you might tell me, don't say anything, take some notes, nod your head, don't say anything. And just by, by default, maybe that seller thinks, man, Pat, he, you know, he's got some, some years on a Michael's experience, 18 years. He must be, you know, the experienced guy. And then they got this 24-year-old gal. She must be the social media, you know, tech person or something. Just subconsciously, they're trying to figure out where everybody's role is. Uh, so I would recommend strength in numbers, show up differently. Uh, do some due diligence. See if anybody in your team or your office has any buyers looking in that area. And if they do, you might say, hey, Pat, you know, Mr. Seller, um, you know, there's a team member or someone from my office that has a buyer. I'm not saying I have a buyer, but we might be able to bring somebody through um, that might be interested in your home, you know. The other thing is um, – I believe legally you should disclose you represent the buyer. There's some people say you don't have to, but if you've sold a home and you represented a buyer in a certain neighborhood, you can send out a just sold postcard, but I think legally and, and ethically you should disclose, hey, we represented the buyer, but turn that into a positive. We represented the buyer and guess what? We had a lot of calls on 123 Elm Street, you know, that agent, you know, and, and my buyer didn't you know, pick this other home, but I have other buyers that could potentially buy your home, Mr. Seller. So turn a negative into a positive. If you think, ah, I represented a buyer, I can't do it just sold, you can. Hmm, interesting. Okay. And then, and then what else? Other than the, the larger things, right? Like uh, how about how about some other than, uh, you know, have be motivated, have a good attitude, use youth or inexperience to your advantage, what about presentation? Like own your numbers, right? I mean, there's four price points in every market, entry level, average priced homes, high end and luxury. You got to really own the numbers, right? And so part of owning the numbers is knowing overall in Folly Beach, South Carolina, is it a buyer's market or is it a seller's market? I define uh, a, a buyer's market as when there's seven or more months of inventory. So you got to really own the numbers, but maybe in Folly Beach overall, it's a buyer's market, but but maybe those entry levels, I'm making up the numbers, 300 and below, man, those things are moving. They're selling above asking price. So, so in every market, the shift occurs from a seller's market to a buyer's market. And and, and I, I would talk to my seller, my potential client is, Mr. Seller, in, in a buyer's market, which your home is because you have 10 months of inventory, fill in the blank. You can't hire the same agents that do the same things over and over again that aren't selling homes. That, that, I, I, Einstein called that insanity. So do you want to go doing the same things or do you want to hire someone that's aggressive, is, is hungry, is passionate? You're not going to get one of you know 300 team members. You're going to get me. But if you are a huge team, then leverage that. And you just haven't done luxury. Leverage that. Hey, we have specialists on our team. You're not just going to get a one-man show, jack of all trades, master of none. You're going to get a team that specializes in things. So whatever your background is, I guarantee you, you can – find the positive and leverage it and tweak it. And I, and I guess the, the whole part of the over enthusiasm is, 
is because it, it in addition to being enthusiastic, it makes you look confident. And if you're going into a, a house that's three times your normal price range, uh, you certainly don't want to have uh, a slump in your back, and y- you know what I mean. You you yeah. don't want to. Your body does not want to fit the demeanor that uh, one would expect. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. You want to look sharp, you know, collared shirt if you're a guy or whatever. But you know, I very rarely will, will wear a tie. Even on you know, I have a sixteen and a half million dollar listing and eleven million dollar. I, I I I've worn a tie in a listing appointment probably five times in my career, but. But but dress nice, look classy, be confident. Uh, you said uh, you said confidence as well. I I'm a big believer. When you grow your knowledge, your confidence will grow. Grow your knowledge. What makes you different? What makes your office different and unique? Understanding the market numbers and the trends, and your confidence will grow. And I tell agents go you know block down the road, adjust your shirt, adjust your tie, your coat. Make sure you had no book, whatever you had to do. Do that a block down the road. Get your bag ready. So when you pull up the car, I assume that they're all looking out the window. Hey, he's here. He's here. So when you get out of that car, you walk with confidence. As I'm walking up to that door, I'm looking. I'm assessing. I'm looking to see if there's anything that jumps out that's maybe red flags as far as curb appeal, deferred maintenance, or things that we might be able to tweak. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. I love that uh, stuff. Now, uh, on the listing appointment itself, you know, do you uh, how many steps do you recommend? One step, two step, or three step? Uh, keep it really simple. Rapport. You got to build rapport first. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt once says, "Nobody cares how much you know until they know you care." Mm. I'm a big disc personality guy, right? D I S C. Certain brands really push it. If you're not familiar with it, Google. Oh yeah disc personality but but i'm a d i'm a bottom line guy driver right so i want to get right into what makes me different i'm a result based but i have to slow down a little bit because i might be dealing with an s or c a slower processor so i tell agents not just luxury agents you got to have three types of listing presentations pat you can't have a one size fits all listing presentation you got to have a more faster paced bottom line presentation for the d or the i you got to have a slower presentation for the S or the C, more case studies, more social proof, more analytics, bar graphs, that sort of thing, because those people are slower paced, more left brain, uh, and they are uh, more guarded. And then you got to have a mixed presentation. Maybe the husband's fast paced and she's slower paced. So my biggest thing is you have to build rapport during the tour of the home. And then I always ask them, where would you like me to set my stuff? Somewhere that's comfortable for you, Mr. Seller. Don't always assume kitchen table. If they say out back by the pool or, you know, family room or my cigar room or wherever, I want them to be comfortable in their setting. Because I think kitchen table, I think Cutco Knife Salesman. I, I don't want to sell them. I'm not going into a presentation. We're, you know, they're interviewing me, but I'm also interviewing them to see if we're the right fit for each other. Oh, I like that. I like that. Wherever you're comfortable, wherever, where are you? Mo- and they just ask them, where are you most comfortable? And they'll say, well, shit, I'm most comfortable, you know, at my bar. I'm most comfortable in my family where I'm most comfortable by the pool. And then, and then you roll with that. That's your recommendation. I roll with that. I want them to be comfortable. Some people say, you know, be the first agent to interview, be the last. Some people say you dictate and put your stuff down. I want them to be comfortable. My philosophy on a listing appointment is, 
I want to give them so much value. I want to bring so much content, give them so many golden nuggets where when I walk out, I'm not the arm twisting guy. I'm not the guy that says, all right, sign right now. That's not my style, Pat. I want to give so much value that when I walk out of there, they're going to say, wow, this guy is totally different. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. Okay, let me stop you there. So, so much value. So, what are some things that people could use at home listening to this that would help them bring value to a luxury listing appointment? Like, what are you bringing? What are you leaving? What are you doing? Well, the first thing I'm not doing is I'm not bringing a CMA. Wow. Okay, tell me. Well, unless it's in a cookie cutter gated community with the same, same exact model that recently closed with the same exact finishes, it's very difficult. Which won't happen. And it doesn't uh, happen rarely, yeah. right? Very. So, so you, you, a lot of times, you know, to win the presentation, you gotta, you gotta stroke their ego a little bit, right? I mean, you're dealing with egos. The higher up you go in price point, okay, you're dealing sometimes with a little bit more ego, but they pay more for the experience. Of course, yeah. So, so I flat, I flat blank tell them, hey Pat, listen, Mr. Seller, um, I don't come prepared with my CMA like many agents do. Matter of fact, if if you've interviewed any other agents, Pat, and they've given you a CMA, or you talk to others after me, and they come with this nice binder with the suggested asking price, I'd walk them to the door if I were you. <laughs> Uh, how can they come up with a price on your home, Pat? They haven't walked through it. You just shared with me how all your crown molding, the stone, everything's custom. You have, a, you have a plan. After they made your mold, they broke it, right? It's a one of a kind. How can they give you a price and they haven't even walked through it? And then so, what do you do? Yeah, I so, like it. So I, but I tell like them what I... Massive copious notes when you're walking through. So I take a lot of notes, both mentally and we take written notes as well, right? So, um, so I'm trying to get as much information on the house during that appointment, but I'm also trying to figure out their why and their motivation level. I want to know on a scale of one to 10, where are they at? Are they a 10 being I needed sold yesterday? Most sellers are more motivated by money, but small percent are motivated by time, right? So change in you know health status or marital status or job transfer the, the time is important but eight out of ten sellers you know are, are more motivated i want top dollar the other thing that i do is i tell the story with case studies 
Again, I'm looking around, Pat. I love your, you and your wife's pink white wallpaper and your brass all over. It's awesome. I, you guys have done a great job. I like the pink wallpaper. I'm being facetious, of course, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. But, but market research is the bad guy, right? So what I mean by that is, Pat, I like your pink wallpaper, but market research suggests today's buyers want turnkey. They don't really want heavy decorated homes. You see, the way you live in your home, Pat, and the way I live in my home, we call that decorating to our style. Now, do you want to sell your home to a small pool of buyers that have your same style and decorating? Or do you want to open it up to a larger pool of buyers, Pat? Yeah, larger pool, please. All right, well, then here, here are some things, here are some suggestions based on market research that we can do to open it up to a larger pool of buyers. So most agents are terrible at articulating the things that sellers need to do, right? They, they buy the listing. Oh, right. Pat, don't, I, I sold a home once, Pat, over $2 million that had over 100 animal heads in the house. It had a full stuffed lion, a full polar bear. It looked like a taxidermist home. <laughs> And the, the other agent said that they were interviewing from Sotheby's says, no, you're fine with it. I, I know I risked losing that listing by being brutally honest with them. But I You told I, them to put it away? or Yeah, I said, you might, can I be brutally honest with you? This is after I built rapport, of course. And they said, yeah, yeah please. I mean, what client, you know, a doctor, a surgeon, a text, you know, a defense attorney, if they said, can I be brutally honest with you, Pat? Of course you're going to say yes. Yeah, right. So, differentiate yourself by being honest in a thoughtful manner, but don't play the gamesmanship. I tell the sellers all the time, the oldest uh, tricks in the book that traditional agents is, play is tell you what you want to hear. Your $1.5 million home, they tell you it's worth two five, and they buy the listing. And number two, they tell you, oh, I have a buyer. Hire, hire me. I got the buyer. Well, what if you hire Pat Hyman instead? You're not going to bring the buyer through? Right, exactly, exactly. So let's go back to the the non CMA CMA. Right, so you're not you're not bringing it with you. What do you do? Do you bring it back physically later after spending a couple of hours on it? Uh, tell me what you do or what you recommend your agents that you're coaching do, um, so people listening can do the same thing. Yeah, so I do. I do bring like a. I call it a luxury snapshot. I sometimes call it a MAR report, a market analysis report, but it's more general report on other homes in a 1.2 to 1.75 or 1.5 to 2.5. So I give a snapshot, like, hey, if somebody's coming to Folly Beach, South Carolina, and they don't care about schools, they just want a certain style home, certain square footage or acreage, based on that rough criteria, not detailed criteria. Here are the other, you know, 13, you know, luxury snapshot, other 13 properties that they might consider. Right. And then, but then, but then later you just email them. I mean, at what point do you give them a price? Yeah. So I, yeah, I never talk price the day of. So um, if today is we're filming this, it's, it's a Tuesday, right? So I usually tell them 48 to 72 hours, I'll get back to them with the price and it depends on where the property is listed. Some agents are, are, are farming experts. They own a certain zip code. My philosophy is have car will travel as an agent. In other words, I'm selling a vineyard three hours from me. It was a referral from uh, somebody in Florida. They referred it to me. But my, my point is that's a three hour drive. I'm not going to drive there to give them a price. I feel like I've wowed them enough on that listing appointment that I'm going to give them a call and I'm going to walk through 
an email that I'm going to send over to them so we can go through everything so they have clarity on what it is I've sent them. Mm, wow. Yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. And then, like you said, you're not, you're not one of those hard closers, uh, right? You, you'll, you'll send them the electronic signatures for the list. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big DocuSign guy. So they're either in or out, right? I mean, you're, you're basically putting all of your efforts with regards to rapport and with regards to uh, marketing and, and that sort of thing in on the first appointment. And then kind of from there, the follow-up has to do with price, which is over the phone or over video conference like we're doing now. And then a third one uh, for paperwork. Yeah, I mean, so first off, before the appointment, the seller should be pre-sold on you. In other words, are you sending some kind of pre-listing package, right, with collateral and material and case studies? You know, they, they, they ought to what think. What do you mean by collateral material? So collateral material could be other print, other digital, other brochures, other things that you've done. Examples, okay. Examples, case studies, homes you've sold similar to those. And, and so they, they should be pre-sold on you before they meet with you. You got to do research on them. I called my social media scrub. What, what are their likes, their interests? Do you have similar connections? And so that's really important. So they're pre-sold on me. They should be. And if not, I'm not doing my job. And then the listing appointment, and I use video a lot too. I'm a big bomb bomb video. So they should feel like they already know me before the appointment, Pat. Right, absolutely. So, so whether you do a Zoom call or you do a video on Bomb Bomb, whatever, you're 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 spending concerted uh, time and effort uh, before you get there. Then, definitely when you get there, and then and and then after that, you know, several follow ups. It's it's a nice system. Yeah, that's correct. What 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 is something that uh, agents tend to do to lose listings uh, when it comes to uh, luxury homes? Well, I mean, they could perhaps not do the research on the property, on the builder, on the architect, maybe the story, right? Every property's got a story. So not being prepared is, is perhaps number one. Uh, follow-up, uh, poor follow-up is number two. Um, I, I, it amazes me, though, when I speak, and I do a lot of trainings all over the country, I see agents as the price point goes up and home prices. Unfortunately, many agents compete by lowering their fee fat, uh, Pat. And I understand what the Sherman antitrust law says. So I'm not telling agents what to charge, but you're going to be, you're going to repel high net worth individuals. You're going to repel luxury sellers. If you compete by with commission, I test sellers all the time. I'm by far going to be probably the most expensive agent you interview, but let me share with you our marketing plan that's going to help you net money, more money, even after I get paid. So they're focused on the net, right? So you really got to talk about that. So uh, again, unfortunately, many agents might repel a seller by trying to compete with a lower commission. You might be doing more harm than good. Right, because at the end of the day, I mean, there are certain people, and it's usually the richer people, that do this uh, and the, the wine industry is a, a fascinating one to watch where you know they'll buy a bottle of wine based on price you know over what the hell it actually is i mean they'll put some effort into it but you know what i mean and and it's the same thing you know what i mean like i there's pete there if you look on amazon.com there's you look for a printer and the same 
exact printer or similar printers will be on, you know, 20 times and there'll always be one that's really cheap and there'll always be one that's really expensive. And that one that's really expensive still sells a bunch. And it sells a bunch because people, a lot of people out there, not the masses, but a lot will um, buy whatever's most expensive, assuming that it's the best quality, right? And they don't have time to look at all the reviews and stuff. So they'll just say, yeah, it's got to be the best quality. I'll pick that one. And the same thing happens with real estate agents, right? So they'll respect you more and they're used to paying top dollar for things. That's, that's, that's exactly right. And, and the other thing um, to remember, I tell agents all the time, the most listened to radio station in South Carolina is the same one in Maryland, the same one in Illinois, the same one in West Coast, is WIIFM. All sellers care about is what's in it for me as a seller. What are you going to do to save them time, aggravation, get their home sold faster so they can make more money than the, than the next guy? And so you have to create marketing pieces. When you're putting content marketing out there for buyers, for sellers, um, you have to remember that. So the radio station that agents should be listening to is AAT, all about them. So when you're creating stuff, focus on the seller, focus on results. Okay, and that's really important, but most agents don't do a good job. They're talking about their awards and, and, and features, 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 but not benefits to the seller, benefits, benefits. Yeah, I love it. Great advice, great advice. Well, this is exciting. Well, Michael, um, let's move this uh, to the end here with uh, talking about your free gift. What free gift did you bring the Rockstar Nation today? I brought three free gifts. Um, oh, right. Yes, if they're mobile users, if they're mobile users, they're going to want to text the word LUX, L-U-X-E, to 7200. Text the word LUX, L-U-X-E, to 72000 on their mobile phone. And they'll be redirected. And we will email them my ultimate luxury blueprint. Okay, I'll email them a 56-point video checklist and a three-part video series on how to break into and sell homes. So they're going to want to text the word LUX, L-U-X-E, which, by the way, is, this, is my certification luxury listing specialist, or LUX for short. They're going to text that to 72,000. And, Pat, um, free is the most powerful word in marketing, right? Uh, you can put garbage at the end of your street, at your end of your driveway, and put a free sign, and it'll be gone before you're up at, at your house. Okay, I have a podcast like you. It's, it's on iTunes and Stitcher called Luxury Listing Specials. It's free where we interview top luxury agents or influencers, and uh, that's another great resource for your listeners. Absolutely. I've listened to it myself, and it's, it's sort of one of the best out there. So, um, guys, and I'm going to put links to all this. I'm going to put links to Michael's podcast. I'm going to put links to everything that uh, he's given away for free in his show notes in case you're driving your car, um, which, it, which will be at hybendigital.com backslash Michael Lafido. It's L-A-F-I-D-O. Michael Lafido and the number two, because this is the second time he's been on. He was on about three or 400 episodes ago, so it's been a while. So uh, 18 months ago. Our book's yeah. been out since our last episode. We, we, our book wasn't even out then, Pat. That's right. And I'm gonna, uh, by the way, guys, I'm going to put a link to uh, the, the Amazon uh, link for his book if you want to take it 
take a look at it. I highly recommend it. Uh, that will be on the show notes as well. Hybendigital.com backslash Michael Lafito too. I'm also going to put all of this in the agent success toolbox, which you guys can get by going to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or texting the word toolbox to 444-999. Michael, it's been a blast. If I'm ever in Chicago, I will oh, definitely please. look you up oh, yeah. and uh, we can break some bread. Awesome. Appreciate your time, Pat. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.